on November 11th, back in 2013, I released my first ever podcast episode. The show was called God-Centered Mom at the time, and my guest that day was my boy mom mentor, Leslie Johnson. The times that you've kind of lost it with them are going to just, they're going to fade away, and your kids are not going to remember that. They're really not. They're going to remember the good, the hugs, the, the warmth, the love, the things that you did well. It's that kind of encouragement and mentorship that has filled the six years of the show. And today we're celebrating over 265 different episodes that have been downloaded 8.7 million times across 204 different countries. And you better believe that I Googled how many countries are there in the world. Apparently there's a discrepancy. The United States only recognizes 196 and the UN says there's 241. Either way, I'm just thankful we have the internet and this show can go across the globe and y'all are letting me know where you're listening from. In this episode, you're gonna hear some testimonials and some of them are from women on the other side of the world and it's so cool. But what also excites me is that a couple years ago, we launched podcast clubs and what those are is women organically gathering together in real life, finding community, using the podcast as this common denominator where they would listen on their own and then discuss it. And we've had over 2,000 women sign up to either lead or be a part of those groups. And it's such an encouragement to know that you are not momming alone. In the last couple of years, we've been able to host live events here in Dallas in the fall. And it's so fun to get to hear your stories, meet you in real life. And in honor of six years, stay tuned to the end of this episode. I'm going to announce a little pop-up gathering, uh, not in Dallas, that's happening this Friday, November 15th. This episode is filled with clips from some of our most popular guests, and the way that we got the clips was thanks to the app AIR, A-I-R-R. So it's AIR with two R's. They are this fantastic podcast player app where you not only listen to your shows that you love, but you capture the clips that you love, and you can share those with friends. So case in point, you're listening to the Don't Mom Alone podcast, you love what Paul David Tripp had to say, you capture that clip and you send the clip to your friend Susie and say, check this out, rather than the whole link to the show and she has to listen to the whole thing to find the piece that you loved. And you're in luck. The founders of AIR are giving you early access to the app. You just sign up for free over at air.io. That's A-I-R-R. Remember, it has two R's. .io forward slash don't mom alone. I'll put a link in the show notes too. But once you have AIR, you'll be able to save and share your favorite moments from Don't Mom Alone with your posse, your girl tribe, your DMA podcast club, and even on social media. All right, let's get to this week's episode. When I started the God Center Mom blog, Over 10 years ago, the reason was to talk through what was happening in my own heart, that with young boys, for me and kids, I was seeing this refining work happening, that all of my junk was coming to the surface, and I was writing about it, and then when I had the podcast talking about it, and you all have found so much help in the episodes we've done on getting to know yourselves better and how to heal Some of the top downloaded episodes on those topics uh, include The Enneagram and Motherhood with Suzanne Stabile. It was episode 232. And then Do You Want to Get Well with Susie Larson. It was episode 218. We also released one several years ago that was frequently downloaded. It's with my good friend, Misty Persefield, and counselor, Stephanie Coker. And 
They came on the show. It was titled Shame, Perfectionism, and Smiling Depression, episode 154. And I think that these clips you're going to hear are helpful for all of us, especially though if you are a perfectionist and you are struggling with the idea of even needing to get help. Stephanie points us back to the fact to see it as an opportunity and not a failure. She also talks about the key to dealing with our shame, believing that you are worthy of love and belonging. Let's listen in. If I could say, oh, sweet sister, I just want to invite you to not see it as some kind of failure or giving up or, okay, well now everyone will know this the secret I've been trying to keep that I'm not perfect and rather see it as an opportunity to engage more truth, an opportunity to be cared for, particularly the woman who struggles with perfectionism. I can predict that she's probably really good at serving people and mm-hmm. reading people and knowing their needs. And you have needs too. And that's just called being human. Mm-hmm. So it is really okay. It's really okay to stop and slow down and take care of your needs. What's the difference between people who get bogged down in it and then suffer from depression, anxiety, addiction, Mm -hmm. all the different things that are rooted in holding on to shame and the people who experience shame and are able to move through it because we all experience it, right? Right. You know, rather than guilt, which is, I feel badly about something I did wrong. Shame has this quality of, I feel badly about who I am as a person and I'm not able to differentiate that behavior from myself as a person. So that key difference that she found in her research was one factor. This blew me away. I was like, oh my God. It blew me away. It wasn't their childhood history or whether they, you know, had a history of divorced parents or married parents or grew up in the church or not. None of that predicted Mm -hmm. the difference. The predictor was a fundamental belief that they were worthy of love and belonging. That's what enabled people to move through shame. Hey, Heather. Um, this podcast has really become my one-stop shop for all things parenting. Um, I love how all of your guests, how you cover such a wide range of topics and how all of your guests are filled with grace and they are grounded in God's word and his truth. This next clip is from a very popular episode I did with Kat Armstrong. She's come on the show a couple times, but this one was titled Motherhood, Career, and Identity. It was episode 171, and I think why it resonated with so many of you is that it removed the shame from around uh, our careers and whether we're working outside the home or not, and it focused the attention on God, and she used such great language differentiating calling and assignment. If you haven't listened, please do. In this little clip, she is addressing the question of whether people work or don't work, and she means work outside the home. Uh, listen into what Kat has to say. It's a great question to ask yourself. In other circles, theological circles, women working or not working has very little to do with identity and desire has everything to do with our families flourishing Mm -hmm. and us just doing it the best way we know how. And in some ways, I think they have a lot to teach us in that, that with less options comes a real focus on what really matters is our family flourishing. And so I hate to like say this would be my number one question for each person, but it would be, is your family flourishing? 
the podcast for me has meant um, preparing to be a mum um, is just a lot easier and the drive to work is actually productive. So thanks, Heather. Really appreciate it. See ya. Say bye. See ya. Gonna jump in here and thank one of this month's sponsors. Truly, this show wouldn't happen without sponsors. So I thank you guys for checking them out. I always try to find sponsors that match your needs, like this one, Phonics Museum. If you have a kid between the ages of three and seven and you're wanting to help them learn how to read, this is an iOS app that can help your child learn how to read in record speed. And you can try it out for free for two weeks and then you can sign up for a monthly subscription or an annual subscription. In it, you're going to find over 900 videos and games and interactive uh, ways for your child to learn the phonics rules. It's based on a Veritas Press classical education curriculum. And it's just really engaging and fun. And your child's going to keep asking if they can play it, which win-win. Uh, you can also sign up to three kids on one account, cancel at any time. Go check it out in your iOS store. It's called Phonics Museum. Another topic y'all downloaded a lot was any episode related to marriage. And I've heard enough mentors say that oftentimes when motherhood enters the picture, our marriages go on the back burner. And it's such a travesty because the time our kids are home with us is so short in comparison to hopefully the longevity of our marriage. But we also just feel this pressure, right? This pull, so many things grabbing for our attention. So how do we make marriage a priority when Everything else feels like a priority. Uh, so this clip is from an episode I did with Jen Weaver. It was episode number 155, and it was called What's Your Wife Style? What I'm referencing in this clip is how Bruce and I added some simple things into the routines of our week. Rather than just putting everything in the basket of date night, we started meeting on the couch after the boys went to bed, praying for each other first thing in the morning, walking around the neighborhood on Saturdays. You've heard me maybe talking about those things if you've listened to the show for a while. To me, emotional connection allows me to be sexually intimate. If that's another topic y'all downloaded a lot on my episode with Nancy Houston, it was number 206 titled Overcoming Barriers to Sexual Intimacy. Any episode I did with Francie Winslow talking about the ripple effects of sexual healthy connection. Um, so also you loved the episode I did with Paul David Tripp called Habits of a Healthy Marriage. It was number 234. All of these episodes I'm referring are in the show notes if you guys are looking for them. Um, but let's listen in to my thoughts on spending more time together, strengthening that marital bond. Constant communication. And it was the biggest boost in our connection. The time when he came to me for advice and like wisdom in a way that I had never seen because I'm four years younger than him. So it kind of went the other way usually. Mm -hmm. uh, it was more reciprocity with our relationship. And we were both kind of, you know, doing new things and entrepreneurial conversations and spiritual conversations and conversations about the kids. But it's so amazing how a tiny change in our routine made such a huge impact on our overall connectedness and marital like happiness. And it wasn't like, well, he bought me flowers more. Or he wrote me more notes or that wasn't it. It was, it was time and just mutual respect that yeah. allowed for the blessing of happiness. The biggest change that I've seen in my parenting since listening to the don't mom alone podcast with Heather is um, just the change in how I can be a calmer parent. Um, I've got, 
highly emotional kids and um, it's easy to jump on the crazy cycle with them and escalate. But with the guests that she's had, like Kirk Martin and Jim and Lynn Jackson, I feel a lot more equipped to help them calm down, to respond in a way that benefits both me and my children. Um, my husband's been able to listen to a lot of the episodes and it's it's changed the trajectory of our parenting and our family because it's not always perfect, but we're certainly a lot calmer and I feel really equipped to help my kids. If you've ever gone to my Instagram profile, you may have seen that it says recovering angry mom. And one guest who's come on the show a ton, just go to my site and search Kirk Martin and you'll see the like six or seven times he's been on the show. He's always getting on my case about my desire to control all the things and why that's causing me to get angry. His website is celebratecalm.com. In this series of three clips, you're going to hear Kirk share one, a neutral way to ask your child what's wrong instead of um, maybe getting super frustrated, how we could use an even tone instead of pandering or screaming, and lastly, uh, recognizing that our belief that God's going to lead us trickles down and impacts our kids' faith that they trust in you. So listen to these clips from Kirk Martin. Or they'd be like, are you okay? Oh, <laughs> kind of like, brutal, what right? is going on? Do you need me to take over? <laughs> this okay? ship is sinking. That is. Yeah. You really sound out of control. And it sounds like you can't handle being a mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So to say like, hey, honey, that doesn't sound like you. It sounds like you're really frustrated. How, how could I help you? Or you know, do you just want to vent? So that phrase, that doesn't sound like you. Mm-hmm. It's just another way to tell the child. It's identifying, hey, that doesn't sound like you. What it sounds like to me is you're probably really hungry mm-hmm. or you're really frustrated, mm-hmm. right? Because it's for most of our kids. It's frustration or hunger, and then they freak. That tone. They don't want the sweetie baby. Will you please pleading? Yeah. They don't like that. They Mm -mm. hear weakness in that. And Mm -hmm. it makes them actually feel unsafe because it's the grown up asking them to be in control. But then the the yelling and screaming doesn't work because now that's fight or flight. And they're going to be like, Oh, bring it on. Yeah. But the kind of even matter of fact of like, Hey, I know what's going on. You've got a choice. And I'm going to give you some space to do it because I trust you enough to believe you're capable of doing that. That is very calming to them because, look, I'm in complete control of myself. I don't need you to make a good choice. I want you to, but I don't need you to. Mm -hmm. But I do trust you enough that you know right from wrong and you know that what you just did was wrong. And I trust you enough to know that when you're ready, you're going to apologize. But I think that's most of us, right? That's uh, most of us. That's going to be our struggle, both spiritually, Mm -hmm. right, is doing that with God to say, Yeah, I don't really want to go that way, but I trust you to know that you have my best interests. You know what's best for me. You made me. And so that just plays down to your kids that, listen, I I know what's best. This podcast has helped me so much with all of my parenting, but definitely I felt overwhelmed with my three kids and especially raising my strong-willed son, who's now seven. I definitely felt alone for years with just how big a fits he threw and 
all the stuff that goes into raising a strong-willed toddler, strong-willed boy, who was just incredibly energetic that I could not keep up with. I felt very alone in that for a long time. And I also was just overwhelmed with, you know, a baby not sleeping and a toddler who also needs attention in the middle, that this became a resource, a lifeline of resources, that I was able to learn more about my strong-willed kid and how to parent him and just incredibly useful to have at my fingertips that I could listen while I fold my laundry and do my dishes. So it has meant so much to me, so much to my motherhood. And I have binge listened to all 200 episodes and I look forward to every Monday because we get a new episode. So thank you, God Setter Mom Podcast. A sponsor I want to share with you that piggybacks off of what Kirk was saying, that little quote that said, you trust God and then your kids trust you. Well, as moms, I know we desire to teach our kids about our faith and our home, but busyness often gets in the way and sometimes we just need a little help knowing what to say. Well, that's what I love about this new resource that partners with parents and family discipleship. It's called Kids Faith Crate, and it's a monthly craft subscription box that helps cultivate your child's faith. Every month, your family's going to get a new box or crate, as they call them, filled with weekly family Bible lessons and coordinating crafts. You're going to get weekly scripture reading, questions for conversation, a memory verse, a prayer based on scripture that you get to pray over your child. Kids Faith Crate provides convenience, fun, and gives direction and family discipleship. Their crates target kids ages 4 to 10, and there's even an option to include craft supplies for up to three children. Go to kidsfaithcrate.com, crate is spelled with a K, and use the code DMA10, DMA10, to get $10 off any subscription. I think it'd be a fantastic Christmas gift from a grandparent. The most downloaded episode from the show is called Grace-Based Discipline, and it was with Karis Kimmel Murray, episode 150. Karis is the child of Dr. Kimmel, who who authored the book Grace-Based Parenting. But what I love about Karis is she's real. Her book had me laughing so hard. Like she understood what life was really like, and she has kids with... ADHD, learning differences, and so I feel like she gets it. So these next three clips are going to be giving you so much grace and help, and go check out her episode number 150 if you haven't listened to it before. We have a biblical model of parenting, and the theology of family is that God is our Father, and we are His children, and the way that we have a relationship with God our Father is through grace. Grace is the front door, the back door, and the side door into a relationship with God. And that's how he relates to us. And so if that's true, and the Bible just is right on the surface from Genesis to Revelation, the narrative of of God's grace and how that defines his relationship with his children. So because that's true, what better model do we have as earthly moms and dads with our own kids to follow. We're the first responder to our kids' discipline crises or emergencies or whatever they are. We're the one that that is there. And we have to be the ones that respond, not react, except that often we are in this fire with them. We are a victim. We are collateral damage Mm -hmm. of whatever it is they're doing at the time. We've got to disconnect from our victimhood long enough to act as a firefighter. And so on page one, I talk about how firefighters never run into a burning building. 
you have a basket in your hand. It's like Mary Poppins uh, purse. You know, you can put as much in it and, as you want and it doesn't get heavy. So imagine walking over and you take those weights off of your child and you put them in this basket and then you take the basket and, and you're going to do this until you've pulled everything off of them. Take that basket, walk it into another room and put it up on a shelf and then come back and look at your child without those things and look at their heart and remember why you love them. And remember their strengths and remember their God-given talents. The God-Centered Mom podcast just really kept me grounded and got me in the word when I needed that uplifting and that guidance. And I am so grateful for the God-Centered Mom podcast. Uh, Now I actually have a GCM group that I meet with. And I have been able to grow um, a small community here with a couple ladies that I wouldn't really have had that push to do, that inspiration to do if it wasn't for the podcast. So I know that I have grown spiritually and I have grown relationally with some ladies around me, and that is worth more than gold. And I am so thankful for the God-Centered Mom podcast. And last, but certainly not least, y'all love yourselves some Paul David Tripp. He has been on the show three times, and all three episodes are my top 10 most downloaded. And what's interesting is he stays so far away from formulas. He's always reminding us our kids aren't trophies. And he does such a great job reminding us the truth of the gospel that we all need the good news. These three clips come from episode 176 titled Gospel Parenting. He talks through the problem with traditional American parenting, how discipline is multifaceted, and how God enables us to lead and to raise beautiful children. Here they are. It is too much about my identity, my reputation, what people think of me. And, And listen, these children do not belong to me. They're not trophies on my mantle not about what I want for my children and what I want to get out of my children. It's, it's not. It's what God wants for my children. And so, again, what set of values determines the level of busyness of our family? I mean, I just think we need to slow down. So when I think of discipline, I don't just think of, okay, you're grounded. Discipline is your job description as a parent. It's what you're doing. There are moments when it's corrective discipline. There are other moments when it's the the discipline of consequences, but it's all part of this agenda to bring my children under a lifestyle of the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Every day I get up and I know I'm being called to something that I can't do, but God can, and he can enable me. And he never turns a deaf ear to my cries. And he forgives me when I mess up. And he never mocks my weakness. He never throws my past in my face. He never turns his back on me. He never gets disgusted. He's always forgiving and ready to empower me once again to do what he's called for me to do. Thanks for celebrating six years with me. You can always, like I said, go to the show notes to hear the full length episodes and 
Thank you again to Air for helping me get these quotes so that we could share them. If you, again, want to check out Air, go to AIRR.io forward slash Don't Mom Alone. I'm going to start featuring a listener in my Monday emails. When you guys quote a show, I'm going to feature it in the next Monday email. So uh, go check it out. Sign up. Get free access to that app. Also, if you've lasted this long and you've been curious, where's our surprise gathering? It's going to be in Nashville. November 15th at 7 p.m., Frothy Monkey in Franklin. I put a link in the show notes so that you can RSVP. We have limited space, but I would love to see you there if you're available. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being such loyal listeners, sharing with your friends, helping other women, not mom alone. Y'all are such strong supporters. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for sharing on social media. Truly, whenever I meet one of y'all, I'm like, thank you for listening. I would have nothing to do with my time if y'all didn't keep listening to the show. So six years, woohoo. I don't know if I can say here's to six more, but I'll just keep going until God says to stop. All right, thanks for listening. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3:17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.